Okay, thank you for coming. Um, my respectful thing is anger. And um, I think we've all had experience with anger. Either we've been angry at somebody else or we have been on the recipient end of somebody else's anger. Um, <clears throat> when I was looking at this, I was thinking, who knows, who has watched Dude Perfect? Have you guys seen it? You know when Tyler starts going into his rage monster? The only all uh, freaking out, starts ripping things apart. I Maybe I've seen some of that to that, that degree in my life. Um, <clears throat> but it, it's pretty comical, but it... We can, we can have a tendency to pass it off as not being a very serious sin against somebody else or, or that we've been sinned against. Um, so <clears throat> I wanted to read a story to you guys. And I don't have bifocals, so I'm going to be moving my glasses up and down. I'm too young for those. Um, <clears throat> so this is a, a book that is... Um, Put together by Marshall Siegel, and it's called Killjoys, The Seven Deadly Sins. And there's a chapter on anger, <clears throat> and I thought it was um, the apropos to read this. Um, we all know the story of Jonah, right? Jonah and the whale. But do we ever associate anger with that story? You might associate some of it with it. So let me just read this to you guys, and then we can think about it and discuss more. What do you have to be angry about? Sometimes in the Bible, God's own words to an individual are pervasively relevant to all of us. God's question to Jonah, the perturbed prophet, is a word that we need to hear. As the story goes, God relented from the disaster aimed at Nineveh. That made Jonah unhappy. It displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. At this point, the readers are let in on the real truth behind Jonah's actions and really the whole conflict of the narrative. The reason the reluctant prophet ended up in the belly of the whale and the reason the storm came while he was at sea and the whole reason he was bound for Tarshish instead of Nineveh to begin with was because Jonah knew something about the character of God. And that is why I made haste and f- to flee to Tarshish rather than to preach to Nineveh. For I knew you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. This is a sad story, a sad resolution to the roller coaster tale, and it unravels with anger. Jonah did not want to preach repentance to the godless city of Nineveh because he didn't want the Ninevites to to repent. He didn't want them to know God's mercy and that they did made him mad. Anger therefore becomes the tragic climax of this drama. It's the emotion that steps on the stage and pulls the mask off of God's demented messenger. Anger tells us what's really happening in both Jonah's heart and our hearts. 
So anger makes the list of seven dev- deadly sins because for centuries people have witnessed its destructive power and influence. Understanding anger gets much more complicated simply looking at its effects, though. It's just not merely uh, a sin, but it causes emotions, too. Um, <clears throat> I have a couple verses I would like us to look up on anger. And if you're in the neighborhood of Proverbs, be good. Um, could somebody read for me Proverbs 14, 16, and 17? Don't all raise your hand at once. Alright. <clears throat> One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. Perfect. How about 1429? Same. Haven. What are we learning here? That if we lose our temper and we fly off the handle immediately, we don't have much wisdom and we're, we don't have very much understanding. Let's flip over to 15, verse 18. <clears throat> right there. Perfect. And one more. Jack, can you do it? 1632. 32. So we're getting wisdom here, guys. <clears throat> um... Can anyone, let me ask you a question. Can anyone cause you to be angry? Seriously. Can they cause you to be angry? Is it your choice? It's our choice. We choose. We can easily pass that off and blame someone. But ultimately, it's our choice. Um, there's some questions I have. How can we handle our anger in a God-honoring way? There's some first. First, um, we need to recognize and acknowledge that our anger, what our anger is, and the sinfulness of it. <clears throat> then we need to ask ourselves why we became angry, right? Um, what is the source? Was it pride? Was it selfishness? Or some idol of the heart that we're protecting? If so, we need to repent of it. Um, And not only of the anger, but also the pride, selfishness, or idolatry. Second thing we need to do is uh, we need to turn to God's word and uh, 
God's word reminds us how we should act, and we've already read some of the things right there. Um, can we turn to Colossians 3, 12 through 14? Who can read 12 to 14? Other than... Yeah, Rachel. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together perfectly. So we're given a command. Um... The next one is Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. <clears throat> Who can read that? Kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. So it's a command, right? We're supposed to forgive, right? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I have, uh, in my life, have experienced anger <clears throat> growing up. I had, uh, my mom was married three times. So, all three guys had anger issues, big time. So, my brother and I and my mother were the object of anger. A lot of times when people are dealing with anger, the people, the closest that you're the closest with, or the closest to, they are the collateral damage. Um, <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's challenging to really be able to forgive someone who has done that. Um, but in light of what Christ has done for us and how much we've been forgiven, um, we can... Um, there's no way I can't extend forgiveness to any of those people that have directed their anger towards me. Um, and I've directed my anger at times. I am not without sin. I think we've all dealt with it plenty of times. Um, and the closest, if I deal, if I have anger issues or I get angry about something, who do you think is affected? my family. You're exactly correct. Because they're the closest proximity to me. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so we need to remember that in Ephesians uh, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor uh, and slander be put away from you along with malice and be kind to one another tender hearted 
forgiving one another just as Christ has forgiven you. So, you need to recognize and acknowledge our anger and the sinfulness of it. Number two, we need to turn to God's word. Reminds us how we should be. Three, we need to ask forgiveness from those whom we have shown our anger to. We also need to forgive those who have uh, directed their anger to us. And we need to, uh, number four, is uh, we need to hand over to God the reason of our anger, trusting him because he's uh, in control of all things. Even unjust situations that, that cause us to feel angry, but doesn't give us permission to act out in it. What is something that your siblings do that makes you angry? Oh no. <laughs> 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 I think <it> exists. <laughs> All right. There's a, I can see JT over here shaking his head. No. no. All right. I mean, what do they do? They come in your room, mess up your stuff. Joshua, I knew you were going to have a comment. <laughs> yes. Boys get the lyrics wrong in every song they sing. <laughs> yeah. Sees you relentlessly and mercilessly, mercilessly for liking something that they think is odd. Oh. Like firearms, for example. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. So, what are some other words that we use for anger to try to pass off? Jack? Frustration? Yeah. So, we kind of simplify it or make it like, I'm not really angry. I'm just a little frustrated, right? But you're still thinning, right? What else? Yes? Annoying. That's a good one. Anybody else? Eli. Eli. Perturbed. Yep. Upset. Upset. That's a good one. That's a very common one. I'm upset. I'm allowed to do that, right? <laughs> um, Jerry Bridges in his book, he, um, he calls some of these other words weeds of anger or there's just kind of if you imagine in a garden you, you've got weeds that are coming up in your garden and you're trying to pull them out and just weed them out um, here's a couple of them that he has um, mentioned resentment you thought of that um, anger that's held on to after it's internalized so how about Bitterness. Resentment that has grown into animosity. Enmity or hostility, which is a higher level of animosity often expressed openly. How about holding a grudge? Who's holding a grudge right now? I mean... (laughs) 
you're being honest, right? Right? So, when we hold a grudge, what, what do we do mentally? We plan, although we don't follow through on revenge. Right? If I ever get this situation, I'm going to do this. But I can tell you this, this happened to me several years ago with, with my middle stepdad. I thought, if I ever see him, I'm going to be so rude to him. I'm going to... And it happened to me. And it didn't go as well as I thought. I was, I was thrilled that it did. My reaction wasn't that way. It was, a, it was a way more positive reaction than I ever expected it to be. Um, and then strife, which is open conflict, often with groups rather than individual, would be another one. And we've seen a lot of that in our country um, lately. Dealing with our anger, rightly, God-honoring. We need to look to the sovereignty of God. He allows what happens to us for our growth or to prepare us for something else. Did you ever think of a trial that you're going through and you're, you're frustrated about it? And then you go through it and then it's like you look back and you're like, I learned so many things and those things, all those tools that I learned, God is allowing me to use in this, in this new situation. I've seen that in the last year in my own life, um, quite a bit. We obviously should pray that God would enable us to grow in love. Can we look at Peter 4.8? First Peter four eight. I'm sorry. I'm gonna read that one. Go for it. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. The next one is uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. I'm looking at Elias, but I'm waiting for somebody else. Haven. Thank you. So... we can uh, grow in love look to God's sovereignty 
and we can learn to forgive as God has forgiven you. There's a there's a phrase. Let me. I have it written down here. Um, Jerry Bridges quoted in in this chapter. <clears throat> when you think about forgiveness and forgiving others in the way they've reacted to you in anger, um, just be reminded of how much you've been forgiven. And if we are the most thankful because of what we've been forgiven we can forgive others. It costs God to forgive us. It costs him the death of his son. No price can be put on that death. But God paid it so he could forgive each each of us of the enormous spiritual debt that we owe him. All right. <clears throat> couple questions to ask you guys. When do you struggle with anger? When your goals are blocked? I often find it within my own life. I have a goal. I'm planning on something. And... I have an inconvenience blocking my goal. Oh my goodness, really? Just wait until you guys become parents and you will find out how selfish you are. (laughs) Definitely. And then uh, God uses that as a tool to help grow you. Do you find any other situation that you deal with anger? Yeah. When my siblings do something that I don't want them to do? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Anybody else? Trying to put your own desires aside. And it's very revealing there. The other question is, are you able to pray and ask God to help you with it? With your anger, forgiveness of those who you've shown have you ever caught yourself in the middle of it and go oh or do you have to wait to the point where somebody points it out to you yeah I usually catch it like right after like after I get angry and whoever it is leaves like right after and then I realize so she it's good recognition if you can see your own sin in your own life then good 
you're waiting for somebody to have to point it out to you, then, then you're clueless until that point. I think you need to pray a lot and ask God to show you what's going on. Of the list that I mentioned, resentment, bitterness, enmity, hostility, holding a grudge, or strife. Which one are you cultivating in your life? And if you are, which one do you need to work on? And final question. I think I'm going to get shot because I'm clothing this early, but <laughs> final question is who do you need to ask in your life for forgiveness of maybe a recent outburst of anger? I mean, that's rhetorical. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> but I want you to think about it and act on it this week. Any questions you guys might have? If I don't know, Mr. Block is here. He's a recent grad. <laughs> he knows all the answers here. Yes. And if he doesn't, we'll have to write for Roy. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Oh, um, how do you forgive someone who doesn't want to forgive us? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a great question. Jordan! <laughs> go for it, man. <laughs> Help me out. It's a, it is a challenging question because the person would obviously not be repentant situation like that, when you think about the gospel, and you think about when it was that God sent his son to die for you, Romans 5 would say that it was while you were his enemy, while you were hostile towards him, while you were sinful, and while you were helpless. So in that situation where we're at enmity with God, we're hostile towards him, we're helpless, and we're sinful, we obviously weren't in a state where we were coming to God, begging Him for forgiveness. Instead, He took the first act to forgive us by sending His Son to die on the cross for our sins. So when we recognize the gospel in that light, and we recognize that God is the one that took the first step in committing to forgive us by sending His Son to die for us, that kind of helps us to take that first step towards forgiving that person whether or not they're seeking your forgiveness or not. 
So in that way, I would just consider them the way, the same way I would consider myself. Like I'm a helpless, sinful enemy of God, yet God sent His Son to die for me, so that I could be saved and and accept His free gift of salvation. How could I not take the first step in forgiving this person, despite whether or not they want my forgiveness or not? Thank you. Any other questions for Jordan? Anybody else? Can you give an example? You talked about how anger can be from blocking your goal or something. You had the, the list of weeds. Yeah. How do you, when you feel angry, how do you find what's the root? <laughs> um, so, that's just the example. Um, I want to come home and I'd like to get ready and go hike. And I come home and Tammy has a grocery list that she would like me to go take care of. And we need to do it pretty quickly because there's something on the list that has been holding. And so... 
I've been looking forward all day to going hiking. And I'll catch myself a lot earlier than I would when I was a lot younger. I mean, a lot younger would be like, really? What have you been doing all day? I mean, you've been taking care of all the kids. Who cares? But how simple is that? I mean, I want to... So, then it's... I I stop and I check and I'm like... I'm supposed to take care of my family and what is my role? Self-sacrificing and... But I, I can stop and check. You can stop yourself and say, hmm... Why am I having a problem about this? Uh, and um, then realize that the better, the sooner that you can recognize that you're irritated, angry, frustrated, perturbed, all those words. Um, when you can recognize that on your own, it, you're really growing in that area. When you can't recognize it, and my wife has to tell me about it, like I did in my younger years, uh, that um, it usually shows that you need to grow in in that area. Have you guys noticed that in your your own life? Maybe mom and dad pointed out to you. Say, it's a little. Is this? Are we blocking your goal? I know you want to get your driver's license, but. We've got to do a few more things. We're setting a few more uh, obstacles out there for you to have to jump over before you can get it. So, is that good? Is that good? Anything else? That's an excellent verse. Thank you, Julie, for bringing that up. And that's excellent when you're even looking at your marriage, too, in that respect. It's, it's easy to see that we're preferring ourselves versus our spouses or our family members or, or siblings or anything like that. Michael. I find that a lot of my anger um, is, is not always directed at a particular person. You know, maybe it's at the traffic or something breaking in my house <laughs> or, you know, whatever. How, how do I address that type of anger? Because it's not necessarily a relationship with somebody else. So, responding in patience, and I, I mean, if we look at the Proverbs that we were looking at earlier, uh, 
I think I thought in a lot of my stepdad's lives, you know, things like that would happen and they'd just flip off and uh, and they would just ah, you flip out and just go crazy over the situation and be so frustrated over the situation. Whereas I saw other men in my life that were grounded in God's word and were um, were strong Christians and mentors for me. And that's when I started noticing a difference is they were responding differently to traffic, to, you know, Murphy's Law. Murphy's going to come and visit me once a month, maybe once every other month or something like that, when something breaks in my house or something like that. And uh, But these guys had the wisdom to plan for it. They even saved for it because they had the financial resources, because they had the wherewithal and the wisdom to know ahead of time that, you know, things are going to break. We're not going to live on the edge. We're not going to spend everything we make because we've got it. Um, I saw that. I lived through that, definitely. Um, and um, just seeing, being mild-mannered um, and learning. I, I think I learned most of that from mentors in my life um, rather than the stepdad to my father. Um, I, I never got much of that from them. Um, but I got what I shouldn't be harvesting or cultivating in my life. Yeah, Jordan, go for it. I think, too, with, with like, situational anger like that, like, it's it's traffic or something breaks at my house or I didn't get into that school that I wanted to get into. Like, all these things that happen in your guys' you know, lives that there's not really someone in particular to become angry with. A, a deep understanding of the sovereignty of God mm -hmm. and the goodness of God is going to take you a long way to overcome those things that might cause you to become angry in that moment. You have to understand that all things work together for the good of those who love God. That means the traffic. That means the thing breaking in your house. That means the, you not getting the grade that you wanted on that last test. That means... You're not getting into that school that you wanted to get into. Every single circumstance, including everything that's happening even here right now tonight, happens because of the good, sovereign hand of God. And as long as you keep that focus and you recognize His goodness and His sovereignty, that'll help you to be patient and mild-mannered in those moments where things just are not going your way. Because things will not go your way probably the, the majority of, of your life, but God has a good plan that he is sovereignly working out for you, so you're, you're just complete and total trust of him, and every moment of every day is going to help you to combat that, that situational anger that you're, you're struggling with. Jack, go ahead. Uh, what was that verse number? Uh, Romans 8, 28. Beautiful. Thank you. Direction and focus will maybe help be a little bit more serious about 
Anybody else? Yeah. I think for me, I get most angry when I'm in my self-pity party because that is pride thinking, I deserve this and I'm not getting it. So then I get angry about that and then I feel sorry for myself. It's totally the opposite of humility, which we just studied. Right. So if we recognize that God is in control and it's his decision what happens or doesn't happen and I don't get to decree that thank God because I would pick the wrong thing anyway cool. alright James I think that proverb you had us read about uh, what was it um, man who rules his spirit is greater than one who takes a city and that's a fascinating verse because in our culture I mean, we put on pedestals heroes, um, especially those who accomplish things against all odds. Um, but then to think of those type of accomplishments and say that that, in God's eyes, pales in comparison to someone who can rule their own spirit. You know, in other words, it's harder. It's way harder to do that. In fact, we can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. You need to be a believer to, to truly be able to rule your spirit. And to, to read that and see how God, you know, thinks about that type of humility. Um, it, it's challenging because it's like, oh yeah, that's really hard to do. But it's also encouraging because we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's not going to uh, tell us not to be angry and not give us the tools and the ability to you know slowly chip away at that sin that's a really cool verse very cool thank you anybody else mr block could you close it did you have a question i didn't have a question i just had a verse that might sure help. Go for it. Um, so we were just in 1 Corinthians, but 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to, be able to bear it. So with any kind of anger you feel, whether it's a grudge or just your sibling annoying you, it's you can escape the sin. This goes with any, any sin. You can escape it. That's simply because of God's faithfulness, and that's whenever I read that, I'm always so encouraged. But at the same time, it, it shows me that I don't have any excuse. It's our choice. With His help. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, we are uh, just so grateful for your, your faithfulness. Um, we know that every single one of us um, here tonight has struggled with anger. Uh, at many different points in our lives and uh, often that stems from you know, just a lack of humility a lack of trust in your sovereign plan for our lives uh, just the pride of wanting to get our own way and Lord we need your faithfulness we need your forgiveness because we battle these things Lord and we're just so grateful that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be forgiven of this sin and so that 
you would break the power of this sin in our lives so that we could know that you are faithful and that you do provide us with a way of escape and that you've enabled us through your Holy Spirit to be able to fight against this sin and to win. So we just ask that you would help us to depend on you to continue in this uh, war and this fight against this sin, that you would enable us to, to put this sin to death in our lives and that we would just be humble, faithful servants of yours who look to the good in others and most of all look to your goodness and your sovereign hand to orchestrate every aspect of our lives and we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Don't forget all your stuff or else we'll be up Sunday morning handing it back to you. You'll have to take the walk of shame up and grab your stuff. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.